When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is always a pleasure to come talk to you guys here on Spotify Live as soon as the Rockets game is over. Uh, Jeremy does have the night off this evening, so... It is the Mike Brown Show tonight here at the Dream Take. Rockets drop the game tonight to the Miami Heat. They lose 111 to 108. And what will some will call a very controversial ending, I will call it a somewhat controversial ending. Um, as Craig Ackerman pointed out, the rule about the ability for the refs to be able to intervene if a team does not have a coach's challenge left, which the Rockets did not. That rule changed uh, a year or so ago. Uh, I think it's a stupid rule. I think it's ridiculous um, the way that the game ended. However, if you're the Rockets, don't leave the game in the hands of the ability for the referees to be able to not affect the game. Or affect the game. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the Rockets had plenty of chances to put that game away, especially with their lead earlier in the game. Um, but they did not. The Rockets uh, dropped to 9-19 on the season. They snapped their five-game home winning streak. Looking at the box score tonight, I swear y'all not, Udonis Haslam has been in the league probably for 42 years, it feels like. Uh, he started tonight. The Heat were playing uh, down tonight. Bam Adebayo didn't play tonight. Kyle Lowry did not play tonight. Uh, Jovich uh, did not play tonight. Uh, Jimmy Butler was sensational all-around game. He's so good. Uh, when the Rockets almost got him a couple years ago, he was the guy that I felt like could have truly – sent the Rockets over the top. I know that Daryl Morey wanted him here. I know that deal was not close to getting done, but I think that there was an outside chance of him becoming a Rocket, uh, which would have been awesome. Uh, Max Struess had 12 points. Tyler Hero was just ridiculous tonight. 13 of 20 from the field, 10 of 15 from the three-point line. He had 41 points, six rebounds. So congrats to Tyler Hero uh, on a well-played game. Eric Spolstra, phenomenal coach. I mean, 
Well, and I've talked about him on this show a couple of times before when talking about uh, coaches. Uh... <laughs> Sean's funny. I guess the uh, there are certain uh, certain Twitter accounts for Rockets uh, Twitter that seem to be happy with the productive loss tonight. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for pointing that one out. Um, but Rockets tonight, Jabari Smith, I don't know about y'all. I didn't get a chance to watch the game on Tuesday. I was at company Christmas party. Um, but over the last week or so, I mean, Jabari's just playing at a ridiculously good level. I'm not going to call it a great level. I'm going to call it a really good level. You know, he had 15 points tonight. He had 11 rebounds. He didn't shoot well from the three-point line, but his defense at the end was spectacular. His defense throughout the game was spectacular. Uh, love what Jabari's doing right now. Shingun tonight, I saw his numbers from the other night, and I know, guys, everyone's going to say, Mike, you hate Alper and Shingun. Why don't you just change the name of the pod to Mike hates Alper and Shingun? No, it's not that, because I don't. But on a night like tonight, like he was pedestrian. He had 12 points tonight. He had five rebounds. I know he had a really good rebounding night the other night. Um, But the fact was tonight, I mean, they had, what, 40 rebounds? The Rockets had 50. So Rockets rebounded well as a team tonight. I just, like, Shingun was was fine tonight. You know, he wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He wasn't all-worldly. He was fine. I think is a good way to... Uh, describe the game I saw from him tonight. He was a minus four. Not terrible. Six of ten from the field. He was efficient. Uh, He did have two assists. Uh, He did have five fouls in 24 minutes. Eric Gordon, I mean, was there. You know, he's, you know, 12 points. Four of nine from the three-point line for those 12 points, so that's cool. Uh, The Rockets' backcourt did not have a great game tonight. KPJ and Jalen Green. KPJ, 21 points, 10 of 17 from the field. Uh, he did have six turnovers. You know, the, the, the turnovers continuing to be a problem for your starting point guard are a problem. But I digress. Uh, Jalen Green, 22 points, 8 of 21 from the field, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. Uh, not his best game. Andrew says, refs need to not screw the Rockets over. That was truly atrocious. I was truly atrocious. I don't say that very often. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that sentiment at all. I think if, I mean, throughout the game, there's going to be calls that go both ways. You know, I don't think that any refereeing crew is actively trying to screw teams over. I thought that the call was clearly wrong on the Garuba, uh, on the Garuba called foul. Silas challenged, which he should have, because that was a clean foul, and the refs overturned it. I'm not going to be podcast host that blames referees for losses. Like it's refereeing. Like you, you can look at, you can look at calls and you can say, you know, calls were good one way, bad the other. The Rockets have benefited from calls all year. Team, it goes both ways. I mean, if you're the Rockets, yeah, you could blame the refereeing, I guess. And then my rebuttal to that, Andrew, would be don't turn the ball over 14 times. Don't shoot nine of 33 from the three point line. Don't miss six free throws, you know? And those are the things that team that young teams go through. That's what the Rockets are having to go through right now, you know? And 
tonight, I mean, we need to talk about the bench. I thought Garuba defensively down the stretch was spectacular. Um, and, and that's it. Andrew, we're on the same page. You know, I think there are some calls that didn't go the Rockets' way, but, you know, it is what it is. Garuba defensively tonight, 20 minutes. Uh, he did exactly what you want Usman Garuba to do, and that was play really good defense and rebound the ball. He had eight rebounds tonight. He had three assists in two points. He was a plus 12 tonight in his 20 minutes. K.J. Martin continues to shine, man. Like I don't know how y'all feel about K.J. Martin. The dude just needs to start is, is the way I feel about it. He just he looks like a starter in this league. He plays so much better when he gets those minutes. He only had 21 minutes tonight. Tari Eason only playing 16 minutes didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. I guess Eason's minutes went down because they played Garuba down the stretch. If you're asking me who deserves more minutes on a night-in and night-out basis, it's Tari Eason over Usman Garuba. But I liked what Garuba did defensively tonight down the stretch. So I'm not too mad at that move. But again, this coaching staff struggles with identifying guys in game that are playing well and need more minutes. That's something I noticed again tonight. Silas just coming back from you know losing his dad. I understand how that can be, you know. How do I want to say this and be if he needed more time away from the team, then he should have taken that time. The way I'm going to assess it is he's back as head coach. Still things that he's struggling with are the, uh, you know, the rotation. Uh, Andrew says Rockets played hard until the end. Didn't fold when down double digits. Absolutely. The fight in this team is something that Rockets fans should enjoy. You know, they should appreciate. Because, again, at least in the last couple of weeks, the Rockets are not getting blown out. They are starting to figure it out night in and night out. Back-to-back wins against the Suns and the Bucks is not is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, I think, you know, I think they're starting to figure some things out, which is great to see. Our uh, our son of the podcast, because I feel like we clamored for this guy for so long, and they finally played him tonight, legitimate minutes. Y'all saw Ty Ty Washington tonight. You saw exactly what he can be in this league, which is a really, really good backup point guard. Is he ready to be a starter? No, I'm not saying that because he shouldn't be. But Ty Ty Washington tonight had five assists. He had he scored a bucket. Uh, he had three rebounds and no turnovers. That's exactly what you want your backup point guard to do. And 12, I'm not saying that he should play 25 to 30 minutes a night. Not saying that at all. What I am saying is a guy like Ty Ty Washington should be getting 12 to 16, 18 minutes a night. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think Deshaun Nix's time here is limited. He just could never get it done. I I understand what the Rockets saw in him as an upside. Uh, He had a good frame. You know, there was a stretch of a couple games where he shot decently from the three-point line. But 
too many times. He couldn't figure out how to run a half-court offense. You could see that he was sluggish on nights. Um, you know, I think he was a little thick around the waist for the way that he tried to play the game. And it's difficult. And when the Rockets have a first-round pick invested in a guy, he should be getting a bulk of those minutes. And that's what Ty Ty Washington is. He's going to be a very, very good backup point guard for this team. If you're in the room right now on Spotify Live, you guys have any thoughts about the Rockets tonight, beyond, uh, coaching, rotation, you hit that request to speak button, we'll bring you up on stage and we'll chop up all things Houston Rockets. Uh, again, man, the Rockets, we didn't, I didn't have a chance to come on the show on Tuesday, uh, touching on that game real, really quick. Great game for the Rockets, I thought. Um, especially improving, I think for the first time in nearly three years outside of like the first week of the season, the Rockets were before the loss tonight were above 500 at home. They had won after Tuesday, they had won five games in a row at home. That's great to see. You know, am I ready to say that this team is going to be a playoff team? No, absolutely not. But what I will say is the news about um, uh, Clay, T- uh, not Clay, T- Steph Curry going down for a couple of weeks today. Look, the Rockets are nine and nine and nineteen right now. They're the the worst team in the West. They're tied for the worst record in the West with San Antonio. Golden State's fourteen and fifteen. They're at that uh, number ten spot. The Rockets have the Spurs, the Thunder, the Lakers, and the Timberwolves ahead of them. You're never going to get me to say that it's a good idea for the Rockets to lose games. The Rockets, most nights, if the other team is playing their best basketball, the Rockets are going to lose. Um, Let's bring up Andrew, good friend of the show. Andrew, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, You know, I I certainly don't want to belabor the refs because i agree with you they could have done a lot of other things but the late calls on that really really killed me um but we'll we'll put that aside i mean the the out of bounds call was was awful and there was just you know it's one thing when there's like calls that go both ways throughout the game but the the last you know 30 seconds of a game when you see you know jalen was hacked garuba gets the free throws instead then they have to use the challenge on the garuba steal which is clean then there's the clear out of bounds call that really was frustrating, but we'll put that aside. Um, I'm happy with the way this team is finally defending on some level. We're sh- we're switching more, yep. and it's it's really showing up. I mean, we lost this game by three, um, and you know we've we've been winning more. And just to echo your sentiments, I'm all on board with trying to win as much as possible, whatever oh, yeah. that means, and whatever that however that shakes out in the draft is is you know we'll let the ping pong balls fall where they will. But I'm I'm happy to see this team fighting and and playing hard and and you know there's a lot of positive things that we're seeing lately and it just makes the season more fun. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you've listened to the show long enough. I, I'm not a Silas guy, but credit him where he deserves it, man. You know, I think he's starting to figure out what he wants this team to be. Now, I don't think that they have the right pieces for what he wants to do. No. And he do- he hasn't done a good enough job of adjusting enough. But he's starting to do it more. Like you saw tonight, playing Ty Ty Washington over Knicks is a big step forward. I, I never want to see Knicks again. Ty Ty is better than Knicks right oh, now. 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, but he's still it, – it's funny. You look at a guy like, like Spolstra – I think the world of Eric Spolstra. I think he's one. I'd have to look at the list, Andrew, but I, in my opinion, I think Spolstra is a top 20 coach of all time. A top 20 uh, basketball yeah, he's, coach. He's managed, he's managed the Heat through multiple incarnations, and he's been to the final. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to give him props, 100%. Look how many guys he's developed. You know, like yeah, Max Absolutely. Struce, like Max Struess, really? You know, yeah. like you put Max yeah. Struess on any other team. You know, he gave him 12 points tonight. Um, if you polled Rockets fans, how many people have heard of Orlando Robinson before tonight? Yeah, right. I mean, there's you a know. lot of cats on that team that are just doing crazy stuff. And, and Orlando <laughs> Robinson goes for nine and six tonight. And that's the thing. Duncan Robinson had eight points tonight. Like, he manages his team so well. It's that's the that's, I mean, that's where you that's where the Rockets lost the game tonight, honestly. Is yeah, you can blame the refs, but it ha- it's happened no, in years yeah. past. They lose. Look, bad let me ask t- you. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Is there anything Silas like just because there's so much season left? And I, I'm with you by and large, but I'm also flexible to see kind of what happens. Is there anything that could happen for the remainder of the season that would make you think, okay, Silas needs another year or an extension? Like, no. what what would it be? Mm-mm. There's there's not a thing, man, because there's a ceiling with Silas is, is my gut feeling. You know, Silas will yeah. never be able like let's 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 play the ceiling game, right? Let's say the Rockets go on an incredible run. Okay. Let's say they make the playoffs. Let's just use this as an example. So I'll I'll ask you, I'll answer your question with a question. In a playoff series, do you think that Steven Silas would be able to coach and manage this team to a playoff series win? Well, that's obviously rested against the caveat of the fact that they're like 19 to 22 years old. 
it's really hard for me to envision a scenario where t- a team that is as young as the Rockets would be able to out-execute a veteran-laden team that they would inevitably be facing. Fair. That's it's fair. really difficult. But the question would be, do you – that's going to be this team for a couple of years, though. Like, that's not changing. You know, even if, right. even if they land the, the NBA lottery – Golden, you know, let's say they get Jekta Wenbanyama. Wenbanyama is 19 years old right now. Yeah, he's 18, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think 18 or 19. So if you extrapolate this out over the next couple of years, you're still going to be coaching a young team. And which makes it hard for me to judge Silas. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, and I, I agree with you. I agree with all your points on, on the topic. Like I do, I get frustrated with the rotations. I don't know why Gordon's still starting. There's all these things, but then I'm like, this team is so freaking young. Like, how do we know what we really have in a coach? You know, I mean, I guess we – I mean, I don't LB, know. LB, just... LB makes a good point. Gordon still getting minutes on this team is the most frustrating part of the Rockets it, Me too. Right now. I, I'm with it's, you on that for sure. Does, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. You can't cover anybody. You know, his three-point shooting is fine, you know, I guess. But starting him at the three, like, why? I mean, really? Like, why? Well, we got two <laughs> – you got two thoroughbreds sitting on the bench. That's the thing. No. It would it would be totally – and when Jay Sean Tate comes back, what are you going to do then? I hope – I mean, I would much rather see Tate starting at the three, 100%. I hope that that happens. But. Well, I, look, man, I think the Rockets – I think it's a good thing, Andrew, and I also don't think – Jeremy and I have talked about this before, and this plays into Jeremy's uh, – I think it's a good point – when he said it a couple of years ago that the Rockets should be all about getting as much talent as possible and not necessarily looking at who fits where, right? Right, for sure. That's That works until you load up so much at one position, which is what they're going to have. Like, you look at the forwards on this team. Garuba, make sure I get all the names. Garuba... KJ Martin, Jabari Smith, Jay Sean Tate, and Tari Eason. That's five guys, man, that you need to get minutes for. And honestly, I'm going to put Alper and Shangun in there. Don't anybody, you know, knock my head off. He's not a center. He's a forward. He's shown that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Don't agree, but that's all yeah, right. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. Look, man. That's right. That's why we're here, right? He's too he's, slow to be a forward, in my opinion. He's not. He doesn't have a three-point shot at all. He's, but he's a, also around the basket post player, you know. But he's also he's not. Is girthy the right word? Thick enough to cover fives night in and night out. No, now, he's not. Defensively, he's lacking for sure. Oh God, he's terrible defensively. I mean, he's horrible defensively. Um, right, and that's yeah. that's why. My ideal position for Shangun moving forward is as your first big man, quote unquote, big man off the bench. Because how many That's backup fair. fives can play with him? You know That's what I mean? Or, he can dominate in the post against backup fives for sure. That's I mean, that's all I that's all I've been saying about Shangun. Like I, get I mean, if we got a legit starting center and he was the backup center, you know, feasting in the post and and you know, like that would be ideal. I agree. I mean, that's, correct. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, think about. Alper and Shangun as Andrea Bargnani. Do you remember Andrea Bargnani? Oh, yeah. Yep, he's, yep, yep. He's, he was more of a shooter, though. He was. I'm talking more along the lines of body type. I think, I think, I think he's better in the post, obviously. How big was Bargnani? 
while I look it up. I, I think he was six ten. I think he was six ten. He was definitely a three point shooter though. No, he was no a hundred percent. I'm trying to find what the hell. How big was he? Uh, he was seven foot. Is what they, li- no they list him okay. on NBA.com yeah. as seven foot. All right. You know what? Like they're very similar in. They both want to play on the perimeter. Shengun does not want to be a back to the basket type of guy. He just he doesn't want to be. And I don't blame him because that's not his strength. Like, can he score in the paint? Yes, that doesn't make him a back-to-the-basket scorer. So that's why I, I want Shangun to be a part of this team. A, he's cheap, and he gives you good production for being a cheap part of the team. Like, I'm not trying to give that up at this point. Now, for the right deal, is Shangun untouchable? For me, no. Is he untouchable no for you? No one is. No one is except for Jabari and Jalen at this point, in my opinion. Ooh, Tari Eason's pretty untouchable for me. Oh well, sure. For the yeah, right. I agree. I mean, well, you know, he's he's a lesser role, lesser you know uh, usage player. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. I mean, would I move KJ in the right deal? Yeah, but it, uh, Andrew, I'm going to tell you this right now. To move KJ, it's going to have to be. I mean. I saw a rumor last week about a three-team deal with Gordon and KJ going to the Lakers, the Lakers. and the Rockets ending up with a couple players and draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that doesn't excite me at all. I don't no, understand why the Rockets – the only reason why the Rockets are going to move KJ now is because they don't want to pay him. Well, and because they want to move Gordon and they need to include him in a package. But um, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that either. I'm just saying that if that's the rationale, that's what I hear floated around all the time. Would you do it? Would you do that? No, no. Because I think, I mean, look, as much as it's annoying to see Gordon play, um, there's not, it's not worth giving up KJ just to get rid of Gordon for a half a season. His contract is up. Yeah. His contract's up. I trade him for, oh man. I don't want to, but I would do it for, I don't know. Duncan Robinson doesn't do it for me. I mean, I watched Duncan Robinson play tonight. Duncan Robinson is a step, maybe a step and a half above Garrison Matthews. I just, I don't think the Rockets are in in the position right now to necessarily have to take a bad deal just to get rid of Gordon. As much as I want him, I hope we get a deal that makes sense, but ultimately – this year, I, look, I want the Rockets to win just as you do, but the Rockets are not about to mortgage the future for the present right now. So there's no reason to, to just get rid of KJ just because they got to get rid of Gordon. You know what I mean? And, and otherwise, yeah. I just, you know, and well, I mean. I would take, I would trade Gordon for anything. I think Sean makes a good point. I think the Lakers are a really good spot for Gordon, especially with a win now team like that. If we got 27 and 29 unprotected, I'm in. For Gordon, yeah, sure. Ah, well, ha- of course, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I do that deal in about five seconds. I no question. Think, I do think the biggest need for this team going forward, they got to find a real point guard. KB, well, KB. there was talk about pa- Patrick Beverly coming back for a time. I mean, that's not he's not a real point guard, but he's he gives us something. Compared well, to he is a real point guard. Well, <laughs> he what I would love Beverly. Beverly plays the game the right way. Agreed. I, I, think he, I think he plays a little bit on the dirty side. Like, I'm, I, wouldn't, right. I wouldn't call him a dirty player. 
I think he's a very aggressive player that is certainly he has stepped edge. over. I, I think he certainly stepped over the line a few times, but I think that would go a long way with this group. Like I think a guy like Patrick Beverly would be so good for a guy like Tari Eason. Because I, I think ta- he could Yeah, I think uh, he could provide the veteran leadership that we like claim Gordon is providing, but more. You know what I mean? I mean, people it's like Gordon's veteran leader. Not really. He's kind of quiet and reserved. I think right, Beverly would be like a so real kind of leader, you know, a, a hustle, <sighs> defensive type of guy. You know, I don't get uh, people have called Eric Gordon a Rockets legend before. No. Not in a million years. No. Like he's no, been, he's, no. he's been a good player. He's been a yeah. well. I, I call him a very good player. He's a professional. He's a professional basketball player. Goes without saying. But I mean that in the sense that, like the word legend for me for the Rockets, that that's a huge thing, right? That's Elvin Hayes. That's Ralph Sampson. That's James Harden. James Harden. That is uh, Steve Francis. Yeah. Uh, Hakeem, Robert Ory, Hakeem Olajuwon, Robert Ory, Vernon Maxwell, Sam Cassell, Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith. Yeah. Um, uh, notice I didn't say <laughs> Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady. Um, but that's another story for a much. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think Yao could maybe get into that potentially kind of conversation. But yeah. Potentially, but I'm not ready for people to come at my throat just yet. Um, no, I got you. It's one of those things like that, Gordon. I just I don't get it. I think the Rockets missed the boat on trading him last year. Um, Sean makes another good point. He's a meme legend. Yeah. I mean, I would give the term meme legend to Eric Gordon. Uh, but Andrew, do you have any final thoughts before I wrap the show up, my dude? No, man. I appreciate you having me on and, and chop, chopping it up. Thank always, you. always welcome, my man. Oh, what a show tonight, guys. Once again, Rockets lose 111 to 108. I have got to get ready for work tomorrow. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you guys as it is every single night that we do here at the uh, dream take we will be back live with you guys uh let's see here when do the rockets play next i believe it's saturday night i am ron burgundy uh let's see here rockets play on saturday against portland inside of toyota center so that should be a lot of fun on saturday we'll be back live here on spotify live as soon as the game is over if you're on twitter make sure to follow the dream take at the dream take you can follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter, or excuse me, follow uh, my co-pilot on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, the unhappy final from Toyota Center tonight, 111 to 108, the Heat defeat the Houston Rockets. We'll talk with you on Saturday. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets.